good. We thank him for his goodness. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, which endures forever. Father, I pray that my speech and my preaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power, that our faith would not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. Pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened, that we would know what is your hope of your glory. And what are the riches of the glory of the inheritance that you have in each and every one of us who are your saints. And help us know the, the greatness of your power towards us who believe. It is the same power that's in us that raised Jesus from the dead. We cast out every spirit of offense in this house that we can move on from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we're uh, really uh, using this season, uh, this month as college students are coming back and people are getting settled in from the past holidays. And we're really going to use this season to, to get us realigned back into where God wants to take us as a church. Amen? Uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 24. Uh, Joel says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. I want to speak to you on the subject, the PT restaurant. The PT restaurant how many of you have a favorite restaurant like like favorite restaurant three of you how many i mean you have a favorite restaurant now, i'm going to tell you some of my favorite restaurants uh not to say that these are the only ones but um for example the first one here is uh cheesecake factory anybody like cheesecake factory and and what i like about the cheesecake factory is you can see it says eat what you love the one thing about the Cheesecake Factory is that they don't have a menu, they have a book. <laughs> and usually, you know, from what I understand, they said they have about 250 meals, so you, if you're going with somebody and, and, and the crowd or the group you have has various uh, tastes, there's going to be something on that menu that somebody likes. And so. I like the Cheesecake Factory. Also, uh, the next one, Legal Seafoods. Okay, yeah. It's what, if it ain't fresh, it ain't legals. It is illegals. And no, again, I like that because number one, uh, it is close to all the places that I spend a lot of time at. There's one that's close to PT. There's one that's close to my home. And no, it, basically the seafood is good there. And then uh, my one of my favorite places, uh, in fact, the the elders gave Lady Carmen and I a gift to this place, and that is Ruth Chris. 
Steak dinner done right. Lord have mercy. This steak is not steak, it is an experience. <laughs> so you, you notice that all these restaurants have a tagline and you know, and there's another restaurant I want to talk about, and this next restaurant is called the PT Restaurant. The PT Restaurant, uh, restoring broken lives. Restoring broken lives. What you may not realize is that the word restore, the etymology of the word restore is derived from a Latin word, restaurare, from which we get our English word restaurant. So, Restoring broken lives, meaning we want to be a place that repairs lives that are broken. We want to renew people's hope. We want to be a place that rebuilds trust. We want to be a place that reestablishes people in their faith. Are you with me so far? The word repair is an interesting word. Uh, there is prepare, and then there is repair. Are you with me so far? Uh, the word paro means to get ready. So when you are preparing to do something, you are getting ready beforehand. That makes sense? But when you are repairing, you are bringing something, you, you are getting something ready re again. And so what we're hoping to do is when you leave this place, you have been readied again to go out and serve your world. Is that making sense? One of the things, let me come down a little bit closer to you. So when we, uh, when you go to a restaurant, Usually what you do when you go to a restaurant is you have a menu, a menu. And so we have, see this gentleman here, this is his first time at PT, so sir, I'm going to give you a menu. You don't have to see <laughs> A menu. And then I think I met another gentleman earlier at the service, and I'm going to give you a menu, Okay. And on the menu, for those of you who can't see, there is the fact that we have two locations. We have a restaurant on 77 Columbia Street, and we have the newer restaurant here, 56 Magazine Street. And at our restaurant, we have appetizers, an appetizer. Now, for those of you who never really even looked up the word appetizer. The word appetizer simply means to make a person go, seek for, or long for. So the whole objective of the appetizer is for you to want more. It's, it's for you to say, man, if, if it's like this and we haven't even gotten to the main course, I can highly wait for the main course. At this restaurant, uh, we don't serve anything other than water. Although we do serve some new wine every once in a while. Um, you'll get that later. Our entrees are preaching God's word, prayer, praise, 
partnership, professionalism. What else is there? And presence and the, and the power of God. These are our main entrees. We serve seven entrees. And then, of course, our dessert is the fellowship hall downstairs where we have fellowship. This is our restaurant. Uh, for those of you who are partners at PT, these seven Ps are our values. This is what makes Pentecostal Tabernacle Pentecostal Tabernacle. Are you with me so far? And, and, and so uh, the, the thing I want to talk to you about is our appetizer. And our appetizer is that we want to be one of the most welcoming places in the city of Cambridge. Not one of the most welcoming churches. I don't want to limit us to church. I want to limit us to, I want us to expand to be one of the most welcoming places. And the reason why I say this is because um, the Northeast, Cambridge, Boston, is a, it can be a very cold place. Not just in weather, although praise the Lord for uh, somebody, was, somebody was talking about uh, global warming. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, 69 degrees on January, what's the day? Lord have mercy. I thank you. Somebody ought to praise him. Mm. Now, global warming is maybe messing with somebody else, but we, we give God thanks for global warming. <laughs> but when you're talking about, when we're talking about welcoming, um, this can be a very cold place. And especially when you come from other parts of the country, you know, I know many times meet people from down south and when you go down south, no, everybody's friendly. Hey, how you doing? How y'all doing? And, and and you come up here, how you all doing? People are like, I don't know you. What do you mean how am I doing? I don't know. No, none of your business. So this can be this coldness in God wants PT to be an oasis in the middle of a desert or a deserted place. Are you following me so far? So, so uh, one of the things that the Apostle Paul says, which I love the scripture, he says in uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 14, he says, and even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. When broken people come and, and, they're, and, and, and they're struggling let us not be a place that treats them with scorn. Are you with me? Let, let, let this be a place where they, where if they're rejected anywhere else, this is the place that says, I love you unconditionally with the agape love of the Lord. Are you with me so far? Um, then he also says, instead you welcome me as if I were an angel of God as if I were Jesus Christ himself. God is looking for us to be a church that is welcoming to the broken and the hurt. Jesus said, when I was sick in the hospital, you visited me. When I was in prison, you visited me. We need to be a place where the broken and the hurt and the discouraged 
can receive the love of Jesus. And too often, we can be so consumed about ourselves and our world that we forget that there is a world out there that needs the love of Jesus. Are you following me so far? Um, when we were, well, she's a year older than me, but so when, when I was 16 and Elder uh, uh, Leon's wife, Valerie, was 17, we used to go and as teenagers, we would go and visit the nursing home and we would go and read the word and bring flowers to people who would never be able to get out. People who would never have visitors. And too often we are, we are, we are too distracted by our own stuff that we forget there's a world that's hurting out there. There are, there are prisoners who, who will not be able to get out on, out of jail. And, and Lord, help us to be the church that starts outreaching as supposedly concentrating constantly on ourselves. When you are at a good restaurant, usually you will do one of few, one of a few things. If you really like the restaurant, you will, you will bring people who you like to the restaurant with you. You will also maybe give them a gift card to say, hey, I want you to try out this restaurant. Or, or you, you, will, you will rave about the restaurant. You will say, man, that, that food was incredible. You, you need to try it. And so my point is, is that have we made PT a place where we can rave and tell people, you need to come here? Do, 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 do we, when was, let, let, let's, and this is just a rhetorical question for you to ask. When's the last time you invited somebody to the restaurant? When's the last time you invited somebody to the restaurant? We need to make this place a better place of welcoming. I think we do a good job, but we can always do better. Are you hearing me so far? The word welcome, it, it, it is a, it is a uh, old English word, uh, will kuma, will kuma. And, and will kuma, will means desired, and kuma means guests. So welcome means, uh, not that you're a first time, but you're a guest that I want here. Too often, churches are a place that let you know we don't want you here. Are you following me? There are times when I'll go to a church as a guest speaker and the, the usher or the greeter will look at me like, who are you? And then when I say I'm the guest speaker, all of a sudden the attitude changes. We used to be a place where, unfortunately, we, we were... We used to be a place at this church where, and I said this a number of times, where we were so sad we didn't even have guests on Easter. You know your church is sorry when you didn't even have guests on Easter. Are you following me? Am, am I right about it? Am I right about it? Yeah, no guests on Easter. And, and, and the sad thing is, is that we were not even ready for guests. Are, are, are we ready for guests? Are, are we... Are we a place that says, 
I, I was waiting for you. Are we a place that says, I've been expecting you? Oh. See, in those days, we weren't expecting guests, so when the guests came, we mistreated them. What do you mean mistreated? We didn't punch them and beat them up. But as I shared many times, but some of you are new, so you haven't heard this story before, when, but no, back in the, the, the late 70s, early 80s, Aldo Roy, he was a student at, at Tufts University, and praise the Lord, he, he, he came to PT, and, and from the pulpit, it was said, looked at Aldo Roy and said, praise God. We have a stranger amongst us. And now the Roy looked around, says, well, I know Bishop, I know uh, Sister Deb and Mother Cummings, and, and who's the stranger? And he realized that everybody was looking at him. Now, could you imagine you being a first-time guest, like you are, sir, and everybody's looking at you, you're the stranger. Meaning, what in the world are you doing here? in our club. I want to encourage us to be welcoming. I want to encourage us to be welcoming. I can see Colin anytime I want, yes. usually. Yes. I mean, we, we can, I can see you tomorrow. So why am I going to spend, after service, a half an hour talking to Colin are you with me? When this brother here, I may never see him again. How about putting a pause on the person who you talk to all the time and look not for the stranger, but for our guests and say, no, you're not a first time guest, but and say, you know what? It's good to see you. By the way, what's your name? Jonathan. Jonathan, see? Anybody? Meet Jonathan. Okay? Okay. Now look, now, season God, God is so prophetic because Jonathan means gift of God. Every, every time God allows somebody to come through our doors, it is his gift to us to say, I want you to extend the agape love of God to this individual. Ooh, Jesus. Are you with me so far? Now, so my wife and I, thanks to the elders, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, they gave us a gift card to uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Ruth Chris. Now, Ruth Chris, this is what I like about Ruth Chris. I mean, a lot, there are a lot of good steakhouses, but, uh, but this is what I like about Ruth Chris. So Monday, I called Ruth Chris. Uh, actually, I... I didn't recall. I made reservations for lunch, not dinner, lunch. And they asked what was the occasion, and I said, it's my birthday, and they made the arrangement, and they took the reservation. So we come in, Ruth Chris, at 12 o'clock for lunch, and when I got there, Tammy, they had a table already set for me. And you said, well, of course all the tables are, no, no, no. They had a table set for me. 
because they had those little sprinkle things that said happy birthday. I was like, oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> they were expecting me. And then on my table was this card. And the card says, it's your birthday. Make this year's wish a big one. Now, I know they probably give out thousands of these around the country. But the fact that they made this out for me, that they were expecting me, already put a good taste in my mouth for Ruth Chris. Are we set up, do we conduct ourselves as if to say to people who come to PT, I was expecting you? Mm. Oh, Jesus. So the sign outside says 1130. Now, I'm not talking about first-time guests or people who are not partners, but if a guest comes at 1130 and I'm not there, then that means either I wasn't expecting you or worse, I don't even care. <laughs> I went to Ruth Chris one time. I went there for about, about 2 o'clock, Aldonita, and nobody was at the front desk, and nobody was around, and I started to get an attitude because what, what the mess is going on here? Are you following me? Oh, this is a bad word right here. And so this woman comes out, and I'm ready to have an attitude like, where were you? And she said, oh, we don't open till 5.30. Y'all don't hear me. In other words, I'm here three hours before preparing for you. Us, songs are going, worship leaders into the fourth song. <laughs> Oh, it's quiet in here. Folks, folks, are we ready for the big league? It's amazing how people talk about and YouTube all these other churches. But you know what? If you want to be with the big boys, then you got to act like the big boys. And the big boys don't show up 15 minutes after service starts. And don't give me that thing about, well, there's black people time and white people time and there's, you know, Italian time. Let me tell you something. It's amazing how you tell the right time when you got to catch a plane. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. The beverage that we have. Revelations chapter 12, verse 17. I'm just about finished here. 
he says, this is one of the last verses in the Bible. Come, says the Holy Spirit and the bride. Let everyone who hears this join them in saying, come. Let everyone gripped with spiritual thirst say, come. And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. It is my gift to you. Come. We have, I want to be a place, Denver, I don't want to just be church. I want to be a place where people who are thirsty for their soul, they, they, they're able to drink of the living water of Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 42 verse 1, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul thirsts for you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When, when will I come and appear before God? The other scripture, John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. And, I, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It is so important that when people come here that the water of the Holy Spirit, the water of Jesus Christ is found in this place. There's a book called Growing Young. It is a, it is a, it is a research book done by um, uh, uh, Fuller Theological Seminary in California, and it's a study on millennials, and they said that one of the reasons why millennials don't come to church is because when they come to church, they don't find God there. I want this to be a place where people find the living water, a place where they won't thirst anymore. My wife and I, and, 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 and God's water is the best water. It, it, it is water that will cause you never to thirst. My wife and I, we had the opportunity to, every once in a while, but this particular time, we, we, we got to stay in a high-end rest, high-end hotel, like, like a fufu hotel, very, very, very bourgeois. And I remember when we got in the room, I saw the bottled water, and the bottled water the bottles were so beautiful that I didn't even want to open the water. Because I was like, I, I'd never seen water bottle like this. I mean, now I, now once you, your eyes are open, you're like, wow, this is a whole new world. And, and, and I was like, wow. And I looked on the internet to, to, to find out what's the top water, bottled water, you know, that's out there. And depending on what, what list you find, it's, it's either the top one or in the top five. And for me, now, for me, kind of water's, water is water, but I, I was like, this is packaged wonderfully. And so I brought some here for, for our guests. I got some fufu water for you. <laughs> okay. And, and this is... Yeah, see, 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 yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, ah, uh huh, uh huh. Have you ever had this water? Yeah, see, see, this is, this is, this is, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you looking at it is like, no, that ain't water. Oh, yes, yes. And, and, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, see, he's like, thank you. See? You'll never forget this church. Huh? Okay, I'll get to you. I see you. 
I see you. Y'all get me in trouble. What if I don't have any more? This stuff is expensive. <laughs> My point is, is that can people come in here and find the living water that they can say, like that brother said, I've never had water like this before. Or are we just going to be another church? You come in, come out. And it's important that we make sure that we make people feel welcomed. I want you here. I want you to meet Jesus, who makes everything possible. My, I got two more points, and then we'll pray. Uh, so about 15 years ago, 15, I don't even know if it was this century, to be honest with you, but I'll never forget it. Uh, somebody from the church gave us a gift card to a nice restaurant in Boston. I, I, yeah, it was actually it was Fleming's. It was Fleming's. And I remember we went and we had a nice dinner. And the, the manager comes to our table and says, Ma'am and sir, how did you enjoy the meal? And I said, oh, man, this is... This is wonderful. And then the manager says, well, thank you for coming. And here's a gift card for $25 because we want you to come back. That's not $25. Okay, so here's a gift card because we want you to come back. Now, what's my point? I don't even remember what I ate. What I remember was the manager. I, I, we, I don't think we've been there you know, for, for a long time because we discovered Ruth Chris. But, <laughs> but the point is, is that I will always remember that manager who left his station and came to our table and said, did you enjoy yourself? Was the quality good? Here's something to make sure, let you know that we want you to come back. Now that's wonderful that we talk about welcome saying, I was expecting you. But here's the thing that I want to nail my final point. It's nice that we're saying you know, good to have you, sir. Good to have you, sir. Good to have you, sir. But there's a greater guess that we should be saying, I was expecting you. And that is Jesus. We should be bringing Jesus our best water, our best worship. The Bible says when Jesus, and I know that it doesn't necessarily say it doesn't necessarily mean this, but Jesus says to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, verse 17, give me the drink. And I believe when we come into the presence of God, God is saying, I'm thirsty for praise. What, what have you brought? Have you brought your best praise? He wants spirit-filled worship. 
He, he wants worship from our hearts. Are we bringing God the best worship? Are we just bringing him worship that's on sale that costs us nothing? God in this place, he is welcomed when he is honored. And one of the things that we have forgotten in the church is honoring God. We honor God with, with our tithe and offering. We honor God with our worship. We, we, here's the thing that you should ask yourself. Do I treat God with more respect than the most important person that I've ever met? I was talking to a, a, a guy who's a, a, a couple of guys who, who have high power jobs. And I said to them, if, if you had, if a candidate was late for an interview, what would happen in your firm? They said, the, the secretary is instructed to tell them, sorry you're late, they will not see you. Because, because, they understand that if you're serious about our company, then you would have been here early. And so my whole point is that, and I'm trying to help you. Turn to someone and say, he's trying to help us. Moses, read it for yourself in Numbers I think it's 21, 22. Moses missed the promised land because he didn't honor God. Read it for yourself. You're looking at me like, read it for yourself. God said, because you did not honor me in front of the people, you're not getting in. Eli got replaced. Read, read it for yourself. First Samuel chapter 2. God says, you know what, Eli? I'm replacing you with Samuel because you honored your children more than you honored me. Are your children an idol? Is your job an idol? Is your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your wife or your husband an idol? God says, I will have no other idols before me. So folks, let's be a place that says to God, I was expecting you. Let's be a place that says to God, I'm glad you're here. Let's be a place that said, see, the reason why we have pre-service prayer is not simply because it's a nice thing to do. What we're saying to God, give me five right here, what we're saying to God is God, service starts at 1130, but we're going to show up a half an hour early to say we are making things ready for the audience of one. If nobody else shows up, we need you to show up. <laughs>